Hello everyone, this is John Severian Antunes, and today is episode 2 of Dreams Never End. I hope everyone enjoyed the first episode about me, which was the title, and it was just all about me. I went through a lot of questions that I found on Google that are extremely introversive and extroversive, and they allow the audience to understand you and your true meaner and your true demeanor and your true perspective in life. So just to break down today is episode two, and it's with my boy Nathaniel Valencia. Nate, I met him at St. Benedict's, which is our where we went to high school. It's the number one soccer team in the country, high school boys soccer team. We both represented and played there. So shout out to St. Benedict's. And it's a school that builds and reflects all of brotherhood. And it's a Catholic school as well. So we got taught scripture. We got taught right from wrong. We got taught good values and very good morals. So I just want to introduce you, Nathaniel Valencia. Hello, guys. John, uh, thank you for having me on, the, on your uh, podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure being your, the first guest, first and foremost. Uh, but to go about me, uh, yeah, I'm Nathaniel Valencia uh, from North Plainfield, New Jersey. Um, my nationality is Colombian. Uh, I'm currently uh, an international business major in Bloomfield College, graduating in May 22nd, thank God. Uh, and yeah, so pretty much I'm just, I'm a very positive guy. You know, I love talking to people. I love I love communicating with people. I just, you know, I'm a very outgoing, uh, outgoing man. So I bet all the listeners right now at the moment just know why I chose Nate to be on the podcast. Just from that quick elevator speech about him, elevator pitch, you just know he said it all. He said it that he's, he said his culture, he's a very cultured person. He says his, he talked about his beliefs, his values, and what he looks forward to. And, the type of questions I bring to the podcast are the type of questions to elaborate on, elaborate on, to exaggerate your your meaning to the answers. It's something to allow people who know you understand you from a different perspective, understand the real you. They may know you, they may know your name, you may be acquaintances, but my podcast is allow the guests to market to their audience, market to the people they know or the people that they want to know them. Or let's say a future job employee one day, someone who's trying to hire you, you can say, hey, this is the podcast, listen to it. In this podcast, I said X, Y, and Z, and it's gonna benefit me in a positive way. This podcast is also meant to motivate people, motivate people in a positive way to know the future is always going to be brighter than the past that every day it's going to get better if you work every single day on the little details and stay consistent and just work and work work no matter where you start you will always end up at a better spot so that's what this podcast is it's it's about inspiration that's why i started to share the message to viewers so thank you for all the 44 people that viewed the pod, pod the first episode podcast number one about me I hope you enjoy this one. This one's going to be funny. It's going to be a lot of good questions. And it's not just my perspective. Most important, it's Nate's perspective as well. So let's jump into it. You ready, Nate? Yep. Let's get it. So question one. What would you do if you could live forever? 
that's a great question, man. <laughs> um, what I would do, I travel to every country. Every country, um, you know, uh, traveling is a big thing, you know. it's You, you experience different cultures, different values, uh, different environments. So just to experience that, it's just, it broadens your view. It broadens your perspective of other people, uh, your communicative perspective as well. You know, and at the end of the day, you're traveling. You live forever. Why Why just stay in one place if you live forever, you know? Right? Yeah, I like, love that. I love that. And so I would do something similar as well. I love to travel. I have passion for traveling. Yeah. So that leads me on to ask you this. Where would be the first place you would go to? My first stop? My first stop would be South America. Okay, so where? So where in South uh, America? Specifically, like? Colombia. I haven't been. I've been to Colombia many times. All right, so talk. When, when have you been to Colombia, and, and how was it? I, the last time I've been there, bro, was she was fifth grade. Fifth grade. Um, I've been there my entire like since literally when I was born to fifth grade. Every single summer, I was going to Colombia. Uh, I actually lived there my fourth grade year. I lived there uh, for a year. It was crazy hard. Uh, the environment was amazing, but the, st- the studying, the, the education part was hard. I'm crazy hard. So that just that's just a whole different story, but that would be my first stop. You know, I had to visit back home first, kick off that vacation or that traveling experience in Colombia. And then from there, just continent by continent yeah where would you like would you want to go to europe next would you want to go to africa and if so let's say you'd want let's say so you said hit continent by continent so where would you like to go in europe if you had to pick a spot first spot you're going to in europe first spot i'd go to in europe it's a really good question it'll be paris okay paris Paris. you're gonna catch Uh, a question catch a psg game real quick I had to catch a PSG game, you know. I See Mbappe, uh, Neymar score, yeah, score some yeah, goals. Maybe get a get a signature too. Take a picture with the squad. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, no, fans. I actually did a, a, a I did a, a project, and just Paris is dope, man. Paris, Paris you is did nice. a project on Paris. On Paris, well, yeah, like it was just a tour that I had to do for the project, like a world tour, a virtual world tour. And yeah, Paris was the first spot. First spot. Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Where would you go? Where would you go if you could travel? If you could travel the world, where would your first spot be? I would go somewhere I wouldn't. I haven't been before, so I would say Dubai. Dubai. That's a pretty. Simple like place. I heard, it's a super rich place. It's a culture, you know. Like yeah, I haven't been to Colombia. I haven't been to South America, but. I've been to like subcultures of that same culture that if I went to that country, you know, so I never really hung around a family that lives a culture like a culture of Dubai. And I also, it's just one of my goals in life to go there. I want to go there. I want to experience it. And I just want to say like, just sit back and enjoy vacation. You know, like when you eventually are done with, everything you've been working hard towards and you can just take time to chill out and enjoy vacation. I want my vacation to be 
Dubai. You feel me? That's a good spot. That's a great spot. Great spot. All right, so if you could travel back in time, where would you, where would you go? I could travel back in time. The first spot I'd go to would be my fourth grade year in Colombia. The reason being is because, yeah, I've, I've been there many years, but going to school there was a completely different experience. You know, um, I met many people. Uh, I actually, I'm actually still really close with, or pretty cool with the guy, with the. Some friends that I had back there. Um, the education was really hard, and I think if I took it a little more serious, I mean, granted, I was granted I was I was in fourth grade, but yeah, you were young. Know, you were young. I was very young. So, but still, you know, granted the, the experience. If I still like, if I put my all in it, I think I would. It would change something, you know. I think it would be a different experience. So that would be my first spot, yeah. And that environment there, like honestly, the days go by so slow. Like over here, it's already night, and yeah. I have class, and that's my day. You know. No, I feel you. If I yeah. can go back in time, you know, I I would go like to the time I won. I think I scored like my first goal. Like my first goal, like my first goal that not my first goal ever, but my first goal that mattered. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. I talked about my last podcast that soccer. When it comes to passion about soccer right now, it's more as a coach, as a trainer. It's not as a player. But when we're talking about the past and something, I wish I can travel back in time and re live is the moment of scoring my first goal and a soccer player or an athlete of any sort I think understands the satisfaction and the experience and the achievement of scoring a point scoring a touchdown scoring a basket scoring a goal etc etc you know yeah no that's a great feeling man yeah right like yeah like yeah let's talk about it so when you played, we played on a team together. Yeah, we played Ironbound, but we didn't play for like a straight season together at Ironbound. But it comes to when we played a straight season together, we played for Cedar Stars. And that was when the the high school season before that, we won a national championship for Benedict's. And then we just switched jerseys from St. Benedict's to Cedar Stars. That was their first year in the league. And we won a na- national championship in club soccer as well. My boy right here, Nathaniel Valencia, he's a center mid, he's a winger, he's a forward. On that Cedar Star team, he was our center back, all right? And he was yeah. killing it, killing it. You know, he was in a position that he was uncomfortable with because he was never a defensive player, but he had natural defensive skills and he had abilities and awareness that brought benefit to our team. And that year we lost one game. Not to talk about the negatives, but people don't just want to hear the positives. So we did lose one game. We lost to Freehold. That's a really good team. And we just slipped that day. But we won a national championship. We won two. We won a high school and club soccer. And my boy played his part. So did I. And everyone on that team, including all the coaching staff and the club, we just want to say that was a great experience. Yeah, 
That was an amazing team. That That team was disgusting, bro. Like, I remember when we played against Med Oval. Like, they didn't touch the ball that game. It was 4-0. It was 4-0. Like, not trying to harp on it or anything. I was so ready for that game. I was like, yo, this is a classical. A classical. You didn't say one word that game. I was ready, yo. I you knew. Gonna say one word. And the reason why is because we've had, uh, we've had history with Medoval. Well, yeah. to say like the Ironbound guys, so like me, you, and I yeah, they were our rivals because they were they were always so competitive and so yeah, were we, you know. Yep. And that's but yeah, no, that that game, you were just. I didn't hear Johnny one word. I didn't hear nothing. I was just there for <laughs> business. I was just there for business, you know? Yeah, no, that was a, 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 an amazing game, too. And a great tournament. Yeah, we won that game 4-0. Literally, it was 4-0 in the first half. And they were a great team. Like, I've lost to them in the Ironbound jersey a lot. My Ironbound team was good as well. We won Super Bowl National Championship. We won State Cup. We were a good yeah. team. But every time we played against Medoval, we struggled for the most part. That time we played in with Cedar Stars, it was Barcelona. We our Cedar Stars team looked like Barcelona on the field. Everybody was on. As he said, I was quiet, yeah, because I was ready to go to work. I was ready to put my body and life on the line for my team. That's why we were good because everyone on the team had that same mindset, had that same goal in mind. So just to get back to the questions and off soccer. What would you do during a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> oh, man. During a zombie apocalypse, the first thing I would do, if I hear a zombie apocalypse, I'd stock up on on weapons. No. On weapons you know? First thing first, you got to protect. You got to have protection. It's true. The next, thing, the next thing I would do is stock up on food and water. Food and water. Food and water, food and water, and get the, get the family... To save, you know, the more the, the more people you're around, the merrier. Just because, who knows how many people, how many zombies are gonna come around you, you know? Yeah. The more the more people you got, the better chance you stand. And, and do you think it's a possibility of this zombie myth mythology event hap- ever happening? With how with how things are going right now, you never know. Right? And all the movies that are already created on events that are like this, like, mm-hmm. it's only to predict something that it may or may not. And I say it's a possibility. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. zombies, that's mythical, it's a myth. But with it can be just parlaying and correlating to something like a pandemic, like the coronavirus, you know? Yeah. It sends similar messages, but to different events. But it's still possible. And that's a great idea. I would definitely have weapons. I'm not no criminal. I'm not a criminal. But if zombies are coming after me, I need to be able to protect myself. And most important, protect my loved ones, protect my family, protect my sisters, my mom, protect my dad, protect all my loved ones. And come on you need weapons whether even even and david and goliath 
weapons were involved. So during a crisis like that, you would need that. You would need shelter. Definitely need shelter. Definitely shelter. Definitely. Definitely need food and water. Yeah, shelter, food, water, protection, ammo. All that good stuff is that stuff you're going to need. And lock down that house. Lock down that house. Don't let anyone in, right? Yep. Anyone knocks the door? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It's my crib. You might be (laughs) infested. Like, today we have to act different because... It's different. It's on different circumstances. You can be my best friend, but you got the zombie. You a zombie right now. I gotta I mean, protect I mean, my family. First of all, I don't even know if you have it. I'm not even like for example, I don't know if you have the corona, so I can't see you. Yeah, I but don't know if you're a zombie, so I'm not gonna let you in my house. And, and a zombie apocalypse from the way the movies like portray it, we would definitely know. Those guys would be looking all the uh, slobbery, yeah. and, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so this this is a good question because for all the listeners, I just want to say I never played a music a musical instrument before in my life. And my grandfather, shout out Saverio Clemente, I love that guy to death. He is teaching me how to play the accordion. It's an, an instrument that's played all over the world. He's from Italy, and it's a traditional instrument played in a lot of Italian songs. And in Italy. So I'm learning how to play it. Practicing an instrument correlates to better social awareness, social understanding, better discipline, better time management. It works both sides of the brain and works the most amount of your brain capacity from playing an instrument. So it's super beneficial to your brain. It's an exercise. It's like lifting weights. It's like reading for your brain. But it's better for it. It's even better for that. And mark my words, you can Google it if you want. It's very influential and it's very beneficial. So to ask my boy Nate, what musical instrument have you always wanted to learn? I've always wanted to learn the piano. Right? Always the piano. You know, uh, I I had lessons. I took lessons when uh, I took guitar lessons. Okay. Um, Right when I was very young. How long did you take those lessons for? I would say about a month. I took them for about a month. And you just stopped going? What was that? You just stopped going? Yeah, no, I I just stopped going. I can't remember what was the reason uh, that made me stop going. Yeah. Uh, I might have been soccer, you know, it might have been I was too busy on the weekends for soccer. But, uh, yeah, no, I started the guitar, but then that died down, and I've always had, like, a, 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 I was, I was always interested in the piano, the keys, the melody, just how, how it, like, you know, just seeing people play it, it's just like, wow, you know, it's, it's actually sick, you know? It gives you the goosebumps. What was that? It gives you the goosebumps, and it's also, like, a true art form, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not just, like, someone... Yeah, I'm not knocking singers. Yes, singers are awesome. People who who sing, people who rap, people who dance and perform, they're awesome. They're talented. But someone who can read music and play a musical instrument is something else. I'm talking from true experience. I was an athlete. Yes, I was a good soccer player. I went to college. I 
got my mate i got my bachelor's degree in, in communication studies i worked a radio station i'm starting a podcast now so i do have very good skills i do have skills but an instrument is a skill that is so hard and once you start getting putting the time in an hour a day 20 minutes 30 minutes an hour a day you know of focused training that's when you see the difference that's when you start getting the hang of it and that's when you actually feel after an hour of training you would feel your brain sore like wow i just learned i just my memory got better that's another thing that it does it develops your memory and that's important so i think personally if you want to learn a piano you should get started like you're only getting older every single day and the, the person who comes to the person who comes in second he says, I'll do it tomorrow. The person who comes in first is the one who thinks about it and he does it that day. Because why even go to sleep saying I'm going to do something tomorrow and then wake up and you got to do everything you did the day before, you know? If you're if you're if you want to do something, do it that day. There was a time that just like you did the guitar, I was practicing the accordion. The accordion is an instrument I'm learning because I'm learning it from my grandfather. He wants to teach it to me, and I think I should learn it from my family to keep it as a tradition for my family. So that's the first instrument I lear- I'm going to learn, but I also want to learn the guitar as well. Yeah. Learning to play the accordion also correlates to p- playing the piano because one side is the piano, the other side is the bass. So I'm going to learn how to play all those instruments but you got to take the initiative. No one is, my grandfather isn't here during this quarantine telling me, go downstairs and practice your accordion, you know? I'm being disciplined. I have a set schedule. I'm doing that every single day. So that's my only advice. Get into it because it will start correlating. It says there's studies to show that playing an instrument improves your IQ score. So those are two things that literally have no correlation, having a high IQ and being able to play your instrument. But practicing and a repetitive focus and practicing an instrument correlates and makes your brain stronger makes your brain more powerful more durable so just get into it that's all i'm saying you know it's literally like learning a different a whole new language yeah just like that but you're learning a language with your mind you're learning a language with your fingers you're learning a language with your right hand with your left hand with your foot that is keeping the tempo you get me then you're learning one language in one song then you go to a different song it's a different bass it's a different keys it's a whole different language so it's just constant learning it's like reading a book it's just something you should do it's like meditating it's like reading a book it's like working out playing an instrument is a power habit and it correlates to just more positive habits that's how i feel about it you know i feel about that through experience i'm not just on this podcast talking a a bunch of bluff like i what i talk about is something that i'm actually knowledgeable about and i i'm knowledgeable about through experience yes i'm educated because i do read a lot and especially on topics i'm going to talk about i read several articles several books about them but I'm experienced and that's how you learn. You learn through experience. And I and I bet anyone who understands that can vouch for me. So next you definitely agree with that, right? Of course, man. Yeah. Hit the nail right on the head. Perfect, perfect. So now let's talk about living arrangements, right? So you where do you see yourself living? Like 
you want to have a family, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so you you want to have a family? That means you want to have a wife. So do you see yourself living in the city, countryside, woods, beach, or mountain area? You know, um, I like the city. Okay. Because like it's a, it's a really yeah, I just like being active, you know, and the city's like, it, for example, New York City, that shit, that never dies. Yeah, know? it's super social. City, it never dies, it's always alive, it's always, you know, have you, you walk outside, at any time of the day, there's going to be at least one person around. Yeah. But uh, where I would rather live, to have a family, to grow up, to like, just settle down, it'd be like in the suburbs, like in my house, in North Plainfield. You know, I like, I like my space. So the woods, woods type of mountain area. Yeah, but not not. That's like too out of the out of the way. That's just like too out there, you know. Yeah. Like, kind of like the suburbs. Yeah, like how 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 I live in Fairfield as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Just like how you live. Not in city, but like, not city, but you're still social. You have neighbors. You can see people. You can go travel to the people to your friends and your acquaintances and your area and your neighborhoods like I get you exactly like and another big thing is like I don't like travel like having to drive to a supermarket like and I have to like I have to drive five miles to a supermarket to pick up food you know yeah like, where you live and where I live we could literally drive two minutes to a supermarket and it's right there you know yeah we don't have to take go so out of the way and I, I just, I love my space. I like my space. Uh, I like a backyard. You know, I grew up with a backyard, so it's just like, it's something that, that I grew up wanting, you know? And I'm currently living in my mother's apartment, which, you know, nothing nothing wrong with it. Shout out to Nutley. Shout out to Nutley, Nutley New Jersey. What happened? I said shout out to Nutley, New Jersey. Yes, Nutley, New Jersey. Uh, but... You know, I my family, I come from a family that's like they love boys, they love music, so like of course my Colombians, Barceros. Yeah, music is loud, but yelling because the music is loud and then we get complaints. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But if you're in the house and with stays and that happens, you know, and you're gonna be friendlier with your neighbors than you are with an apartment because there's so many people in the apartment that you're not gonna know everyone. Yeah, exactly. So that's just a big difference that like that. I no, I agree 100% with you. And there's yeah. two different cultures in the city to the suburbs. Like, right. I think it's kind of cool how we both experience both of those two cultures because there's a lot of kids who I grew up with and they're from the suburbs, right? They're from the Fairfield, Caldwell, Wayne, Roseland area, you know, same as yours, North Plainfield, Summit area, right? The suburb area, yeah, it has glimpses of city-like things and city-like streets, but it's not the city, okay? So we grew up there and we also went to school for four years and you more than four years, right? How long did you go to St. Benedict's for? Six years, man. Six, six years. years. So, you six years, me f- me four years. That's ten years at that school, right? Martin Luther King Boulevard. It's in the heart of Newark, dead center. 
that's a whole coach culture that yeah people where we're from may say they went to go get portuguese spanish brazilian colombian food in newark they've been there for a concert they've been there for a devil's game they've been there to go to this city to take the train okay yeah you've been there but to go there for four years six years and go to school there you literally are immersed in the culture and it's you live there you are you do live there and you experience the experience of everyone else who lives there because that's who sets the culture it's not like the people who don't live in that area are the ones who set that culture the culture is set by the people who live in that area so if you're just stopping in to have lunch you don't get to experience the culture you just see and you make assumptions and you can get scared a lot of people say oh, i'm scared of newark new jersey yeah it's a dangerous area but it's also an area of a lot of positivity an area of a lot of creativity an area where people are are born where stars and entrepreneurs are created where artists are created and you only notice that and you only realize that when you're immersed in that culture you only see the positivity when you're immersed so i think it's cool that me and you both have experienced two different cultures because that allows for more friendships that's that allows for more connections you know when we're talking to someone when we meet someone let's say we meet someone from an african culture we have went to school with kids on our soccer team straight from ghana straight from nigeria you know where we we know the foods they like we know the dance music they like we know what type of how they treat religion how important it is to them we know their culture so it's easier to communicate and it's easier to understand someone when you just don't So yeah, it's extremely cool that we both experienced those two different subcultures and cultures of living in the urban area and living in the suburbs. So now since this is a entrepreneurship podcast, it's a business podcast, when it comes to being a leader and being in charge of your business and in charge of your life, right? The number one asset, as I talk about in episode one, is time. Time is the number one asset. Every billionaire has all the money in the world, and they still find some reason to be upset and some reason not to be happy or satisfied. And they always complain that they're running out of time. They're getting old. They're running out of time. Running out of time. So time is the number one asset. So, Nate, how do you kill time? How do you yeah. kill time in the day? So... During this quarantine, you know, uh, since we're staying home and we can't go to work, a lot of people say, oh, man, like, damn, I'm tired of this quarantine, you know, but, like, it's actually beneficial for us, you know, this is something that we all needed, and lately, what I've been doing to kill time is, uh, so I'm not done with school yet, so I've been trying to get all my work done ahead of time so I could just graduate just at least faster, just get done with school faster. And when I'm done with that, I usually, during the mornings, like as soon as I wake up on my eyes, I usually like 
read at least 20 minutes of my book. Good. Uh, yeah, at least 20 minutes. Uh, and if not, at least I'm reading something of my homework. You know, at least, that still consists of reading. Yeah. Uh, and then besides that, uh, you've actually got me into stocks, you know? So I, I do some research sometimes uh, when I get a chance. Uh, and yeah, you know, just uh, I just try to better myself during, during my free time, during the time I have down and I'm not doing anything. I like, I've watched shows sometimes, but then sometimes you just really think about it. And you're like, you know, what can I do instead of watching shows? Yeah, and like what I like to do, yeah, visual learning is also a <laughs> form of learning. So you can't yeah. knock that. Anyone who says, don't watch Netflix, don't watch Disney Plus, Hulu, don't watch a movie, like, forget that because that's false. Because you can learn about a culture, a whole culture just from watching one movie, one documentary, one TV show. You can learn about how the FBI operates, how the government works just from watching a TV show or movie. So there's a lot of, and you can also learn a lot about social communication and nonverbal skills and verbal skills all from shows as well, seeing how different characters react and and different characters' future and past events. So visual learning is a form of learning. One thing I do say, though, is that when it comes to reading, when it comes to especially reading, right? You said you read your book for 20 minutes every single day. That's good. That is great because there's people who don't read at all. So literally, you don't have to read a full book in one day. Reading 20 minutes every single day is showing discipline. You know, that's where I started. I started picking up a book and just reading five pages every single day. I said, yeah, I may not want to. Yeah, I want to read this book right now. I'm going to read five pages and I may get bored. Let's be honest. But tomorrow, I'm not going to want to read it. And when I don't want to read it, I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to read five pages again. And then it turned into me wanting to read 10 pages, me wanting to read 20 pages. So 20 20 minutes minimum is good. But the days that you wake up and you read those 20 minutes and you find some downtime, just because you read those 20 minutes already, don't don't not pick up that book again, you know? Because... To make something real legitimate practice, for me, my rule, it has to be an hour. One hour of focused training is you're going to get somewhere because you do one hour every single day. You do that five times a week, it it equals five hours a week. You do that seven times a week. Come on, boss, seven hours a week. You're, You're pulling. You're literally... If you're not a good reader, you're going to be a better reader by month one, by month two, because you're putting the hours in. You're not just putting the minutes in, right? So reading 20 minutes and five different segments throughout the day is going to benefit you way more than just reading 20 minutes or just reading five minutes. So yeah, you start somewhere, but try to keep in mind the hour is gonna make the progress that's how i see it like yeah numbers aren't everything statistics aren't everything but that's how i see it and what book are you reading at the moment are you reading any good interesting books uh at the moment it's rich dad poor dad okay i heard a lot yeah. of people talking yeah, about that it's a really good book really good book but man let me just ask you like you know just because i like 
uh, getting feedback on what other people do, you know, and what and since you're like one of my best friends, yeah, artist, and I know that you like to work on yourself a lot. Like, what do you do on your downtime? On my downtime, easy. Okay, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I get on my desk. There's this notepad that I put the date. I write the date on the the blank piece of paper, and I say to do. My list always starts off with reading. I put read, practice my instrument. I put meditation, simulation test, and the listeners won't understand simulation test, but me and you get that. Because, you know, I got the job from New York Life Insurance, so I'm going to be selling life insurance policies. I'm going to be selling security policies, health insurance policies. So right now I'm just taking the test repetitively because I have my test May 16th. Everyone wish me luck, please. I've been studying. It's, it's really hard information, but I'm getting better at it every single day. So the consistency is important and it's, it's showing and I'm improving. And Nate's also striving for the same test. So wish him luck. We're on this journey together to sell insurance and to just learn a new craft immerse herself in a different culture in a different field and see what we can make out of it and yeah that's what i do i i also watch shows so it's not like i don't watch shows but when i do watch a show i try to see if from the first 10 minutes in the show can i learn something out of it if it's just straight entertainment if i'm feeling like yeah i just want to chill and i did a lot that day i'll watch it if i'm feeling that but if I still have my learning cap on, which I usually do, I'll I'll just try to find a show that I can learn something from, something that's also educational. And recovery and reflection is important. So it's not always work, work, hustle, hustle, work, work, hustle, hustle. Me, I like to work a lot during my early hours. As soon as I wake up, yeah. I read for an hour. Yeah. So that's what I do. I read 25 pages minimum. So today I read about 40 pages of my Area 51 book, but I read 25 minimum. And I usually do that as soon as I wake up, I pick up my book and I read 25 pages. And that uh-huh. takes me, it takes me 20, 20 page. It takes me one hour to read 20 pages. So 25 is a little over an hour. So I get that done early. Right after that, I usually go downstairs, practice my instrument for 30 minutes. Because an hour of practicing the instrument, I lose focus towards the 45-minute mark. So I like to do it in segments. I like to do 30 minutes of real focus training, then 30 minutes of focus training later throughout the day, and that equals an hour, you know? Then I I take the simulation test. I have a nice, nice lunch. I usually don't eat breakfast. I have a nice lunch, have a good coffee. With my computer, I take the 83-question simulation test get above a 70 after i take that test i review my questions write them down for you know when you write something it helps you retain it better because you're using different senses so i just write the question down i just review it later and then once i do all that though i work out i try to get a workout in to remain healthy i i don't get a workout in every single day now because the circumstances when it's a when there it's raining outside it's hard to work out and i wish the gym was available but you know we're in quarantine so working out i just been working out my mind and my instrument for the most part you know but that's what i do i try to stay busy and i get my inspiration and my motivation from people who are way smarter than me and have statistics and 
theories to prove it like bill gates is someone i look up to warren buffett is someone who i look to, look up to ellen musk one of my favorite quotes from warren buffett says and this correlates and parlays to what we're talking about about reading about consistency and doing something every single day he says we don't have to be smarter than all of them we just got to be more disciplined than all of them and right, right. you're not going to be the smartest there's always going to be someone yeah. smarter than you and you're not just born smart but you can be dumb as a rock let's say people like to call you you know how people use that and now that, that yeah. term dumb, dumb as, as a rock. rock right if you pick up that book and you just read a little bit one day you pick up that book the next you read a little bit the next day in 10 years long term short term yeah you reading that book in one day you're going to be a little bit smaller smarter but it's not going to make a huge difference but long term reading that little amount every single day long term is going to accumulate to several books a larger amount of books that means a larger amount of knowledge a larger amount of experiences a larger amount of stories a larger amount of facts you know right like if you just follow what i what i do reading 25 pages every single day if you do that every single day sunday through saturday seven days a week you will read 36 books in one year if you just read 25 pages every single day for a year straight it will add up to an average around 36 books so let's say you say hey i want to become an investor i want to learn the stock market you buy 36 books on investing and learning the stock market only okay you read 25 pages every single day minimum you can say you're a genius on investing. You're you can now you can say it. You know, you put in the hours, you learned, you read different books, you interpreted different books, you put in the time. That's what Bill Gates does. When Bill Gates wants to learn, let's say about climate change, he just doesn't read one book about this the subject and the topic. He reads several, he reads 10 books about climate change. Then he reads 30 articles about climate change. Then he 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 listens to a bunch of a bunch of videos about climate change and watches a bunch of videos about it. Then he talks to experts about it, you know? He gets everyone's perspective and he learns. He really immerses himself in the topic to learn. Yeah, and that's that's really key of learning too. You know, you just gotta you have to be willing to learn and put your effort in it. Yeah, because nothing nothing comes easy. Exactly. There's no such thing as overnight success. It, it's it's motivation. It's inspiration. It's someone building a dream. And for the most part, when someone is building a dream and is building a, a vision, people don't believe in them for the most part. They don't see that vision. And I tend to feel like I'm someone like that. And that's why I named this podcast Dreams Never End. Because all the listeners... And me and you talking right now, we may have a dream at the moment. We may follow that dream and we may become successful in fulfilling that dream. Once we do fulfill that dream, another dream is going to start up again. And we're going to be fulfilling and chasing another dream. So your dream is never set. Also, if we never fulfill that dream that we're chasing now, we are going to figure out another dream to chase. Okay? So... 
that's why I named this podcast Dreams Never End because you're in control of your destiny and you're in control of what happens next as long as you realize that you're in control of your life. So I'm, I like the way you spend time. I hope your listener, everyone who's listening, got to better know you and see the way you think about certain topics and certain subjects, certain perspectives. I definitely think they, they learned a lot from you today and, and from the conversations we had. And just to conclude, it was a great episode talking with my boy, the first guest on the show. It's an honor. It was a, it was a show that I can say went very well, and the questions were good. It allowed a lot of perspective-based analogies and a lot of ex- elaborating and seeing different sides you know nate said things his way i said things my my way and that's what my podcast is all about seeing two different perspectives and just learning and listening so if you got any questions please put it in the comments below this is episode two it's my boy nathaniel valencia he's gonna be marketing out the episode to all his people please listen if you haven't heard episode one all about me listen to episode one and tell all your friends about the podcast created by john severian tunez dreams never end what's coming next is more episodes with interesting people and a lot and a lot of entertainment just like my boy nate here so have a great night ladies and gentlemen and thank you for listening amazing thank you johnny for having me for the listeners tune in dreams never die remember that and there's a lot more content coming in. A yeah, dreams, dreams never die in. is a great analogy, but dreams never end. Dreams never end. Dreams exactly. never end. You know, that's how we do it. Retweet it. Put it out to your people. Dreams never end. Keep believing. Keep pushing forward. If anyone's feeling negative today, switch that to positivity. Have a good night.